Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Two minutes, just over two minutes left in the third. Flames leading the Devils 4-3. Just over a minute left in Boston. Bruins a 4-0 lead on the Canucks. The Flyers have beaten the Jets 4-1, so a couple of rough games for the Jets coming to the All-Star break. Kyle Connor got his 19th. By the way, uh, collision here, Pospisil and the well, well, Pospisil and then Kadri into the New Jersey goalie who was way out of his. Who's in goal for Jersey? Is it Schmid? I'll double check. Uh, but anyway, that's with Calgary. Oh, and then a big fight. Oh my goodness, they're so angry with each other. Uh, where's our goaltenders here? Oh, it's Vanacek, sorry. Yeah, Schmidt's not even dressed, my mistake. Uh, Capitals trailing the Panthers 3-2 late in the third. Hurricanes lead the Avalanche 4-2 in the third. Late second period, Islanders taking it to the Lightning up 6-2. And still in the first period, six and a half minutes left in the first. Golden Knights 3, Coyotes 1. The scoreboard presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. All right, so here's, here's the uh, audio we've asked the question about. 47 yards. Eight seconds left. No good. Wide right. All right, so for a canned ham inside sports t-shirt provided by Elite Promotional Marketing, we got Ash on the line. Ash, who are the two teams in that Super Bowl? I'm going to say it's the Bills and the Giants in 91. You're absolutely correct. Do you remember watching that game? Uh, vaguely, I was a young, young boy at that time. A but. young Ash. Whenever I think, hear the name Ash, I think of uh, Evil of Dead and Army of Darkness. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, Evil Dead, yeah. Okay. All right. Hang on the line because I'm going to do another contestant here with a different piece of audio. So just be patient on the line, okay? Because Kellen will get your info. So let's do another game. I think I, we, I think we have one person on hold. We'll give him a shot. Uh, Kellen, play the next bit of audio. Probably the final play of the game. In regulation. It is caught by Dyson. Can he get in? No, he cannot. Mike Jones made the tackle. All right, so who were the two teams who played in that Super Bowl? Uh, this is going to be tough. Scott, I'm putting you in a tough spot because you didn't have as much time to think about it. You didn't get the audio you were thinking of it. So we'll, we'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a shot here to get it, and then maybe I might give you a second try since we're coming to you cold. Who are the two teams in that game? All good, Reed. That's the Patriots beating the Titans. All right, it was the Titans. I want you to try another guess for the other team, uh, and I want you to remember the Titans and the Patriots are in the same conference, so they couldn't play right. in the Super Bowl. Uh, the other team... I know it. <laughs> okay, do you want to say it or do you want to hint? Uh, yeah, I got your read. It was, um, I'm sorry, yeah, it was the Titans losing to the best show on turf, the St. Louis Rams. Yes, uh, that is absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you, yeah, you got me, but hey, we fought through it. All good. Although I want to give you another chance because you were calling in for the Giants-Bills clip, which is that the most famous field goal miss in football history? It's got to be. Uh, it is. It is, unless you're Tom Dempsey. <laughs> that's that's going way back. <laughs> that's going back. All right, Scott, who's winning on Sunday? Who do you think, or do you not care? 
I'm the guy who picked uh, Kelsey to score the winning uh, touchdown with 70 seconds left. Oh, that was your text? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. All right. So we got, we got the Chiefs winning 30-24. Okay, I'm going to give you my prediction now since we're on the line together. Sweet. Okay, let's have it. Okay. First of all, San Francisco has fallen behind in their previous two playoff games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That will not work against the Chiefs. And I'm going to make it very simple. I try to simplify things sometimes, and I'm not going to pretend I understand all the X's and O's of everything about football. I'm going to take the team with the better coach and the better quarterback. And that's Kansas City, and I think they will get out to a lead. And I think San Francisco will not be able to play catch-up successfully. I'm going to take the Chiefs, and I'm going to take them relatively convincingly. I usually don't do this. I'm oh, taking wow. the Chiefs 41-21. Well, that's a huge spread. Okay, hey, I like I like that thought process. Nothing wrong with that, Reed. Well, sometimes you got to be a little different. Okay, Scott, hang on the line. So, Kellen and Ash as well. We'll get your information for a can. I think we just have mostly larges and extra larges left. We might have a few mediums, but they're not that big. Maybe if you got a smaller person in your life or a small animal. <laughs> I'd love to see a photo of an Inside Sports Canned Ham t-shirt on some sort of a dog. That would really make my day. All right. So uh, while Kellen's uh, getting that, Kellen, do that and then let me know when you're ready. Uh, here's what's uh, happening with, with the Oilers. They practice today uh, actually uh, at the Coachella Valley facility where that's the farm team for Seattle and then they uh, hopped the short flight to get to Anaheim for the game tomorrow. There was a there was a line shuffle that maybe isn't going to be hugely surprising to some of you and that is Corey Perry goes up to play with uh, Dreisaitl and Kane so Fogel will be with McLeod and Holloway so an uh, opportunity for a lot of speed on that line and the D pairings moved around Nurse with DeHarnay. It's funny. Somebody called into Rob and I and said, why not put Nurse with DeHarnay? And we were like, I don't know. Why change anything? Uh, Kulak with Bouchard and Ekholm with CeCe. Now, when Knobloch was asked about these changes after practice, you know, with the forward lines, he sounded more definite. That's what he wants. With the D pairings, he wasn't as committal that that's the way they're going to be in a game. He was more along the lines of, we want to see some different things, you know, penalty kill situations uh, or coming out of special team situations, line changes, things might get combined. We want to see how different players look with different players and get them familiar with each other. Now, maybe the tomorrow's the time to experiment a little bit. I'm not saying you take Anaheim lightly, but it's a game the Oilers should win. Um, and if you heard Frank Saravalli on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Escott was filling in in the, in the previous time slot. You know, Frank said there were probably some things this coaching staff wanted to take a look at that they didn't because they didn't want to mess with a winning lineup. So maybe it's just now, now they lost and maybe they can look at some different options and get players in other situations just in case it's needed later in the season. Hey, Vinny, you know, CC can't finish the game. you got to play with Darnell. Oh, I've done that before. It wasn't for a long time, but I've done that before a couple games. So just a theory about that. Uh, and again, the team, I think the team's playing well. As I've said numerous times, there's a consistency of effort in their game here. I think there's a, a, they're hitting a pretty good standard most of the time. And if you're doing that, you should be able to do it regardless of who you're on the ice with, I, I, I would hope. So that's a little bit of Oilers news there. Kellen, are we good? You caught up? 
He's not caught up. Okay, that's all right. 780-496-0063, the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro. I'm here. I'm here. What's up? What's okay, up? let's do the final bit of audio yes. in there. Uh, so, to win a Can-Ham t-shirt, who were the two teams in this game? Mahomes throws, pass, caught, Williams, touchdown! Sorry, we got a contestant already? Yeah, we do. Is he going to be ready for this clip that He's quickly? He's been listening the entire time. Okay, play that, play that highlight again. Mahomes throws, pass, caught, Williams, touchdown! All right, who are the two teams in that game? We'll go to John. That, one of them should be pretty obvious. John, you got a guess? We don't. All I right. guess he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I guess he doesn't. That's okay. So who are the two teams in that game? You'll find out, and we'll get a winner when we get back, and we'll tell you about uh, a really special event for women's hockey going on in Edmonton this weekend. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Hi, this is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Mahomes throws, pass, caught, Williams, touchdown! All right, well, nobody called in to try that one. That's Chiefs 49ers from Super Bowl 54 in 2020. Same two teams who were playing on Sunday. Uh, I'm taking Kansas City 41-21. Kellen, who do you have? You always take some weird score, a scoregami. Yeah, I'm doing scoregami again this time here. Uh, we're, the problem is I bookmarked it, and I can't find where it is. There it is right here. So I'll take I'll take San Francisco because they're a wagon right now, as the kids call it. I'll take them to win with a scoregami original, 32-26. Oh, there's never been a game in NFL history ending 32-26. There's a giant white block on the scoregami chart that's All right. It's never been happened before, so there we go. All right, uh, let's do, uh, I don't know how many predictions we got. We probably have some to get to. If we didn't read yours, sorry, Kellen's going to save them all. Hopefully somebody gets it exactly right. And uh, we'll we'll do something special for him on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other predictions do we have? Okay, so G texts in and says Casey wins thirty to twenty four. Kelsey and Swift party straight to the p- parade and beyond. Swift is unable to continue her tour. Many lawsuits and Swift ends up in rehab. Oh boy! Wow, that's comedic and dark at the same time. Okay, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> uh, we got Farmer Ed texting in says the final score would be. F- 34-31 for KC, and the quirk of the game will be when Taylor does a spit take after Kelsey drops a pass in the end zone. Thanks oh, for Farmer Well, that's kind of funny. Okay. That, that is kind of funny, so uh, there we go. Uh, unknown text coming in says 49ers will win 31-28. Travis Kelsey will injure his knee, and Brock Purdy will say he's going to Disneyland. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've got one... No, that's I'm not reading that one. Forget it. Somebody, te- somebody texted in six four and said that's my prediction. And I asked, "Is that for the Super Bowl?" And they said Oilers. No, okay, we're not doing Oilers predictions. Well, six four is fine. <laughs> that's a low scoring Super Bowl. Jeez. The, the, the Oilers are due to score five or more and get that Japanese Village goal light turned on. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Okay. okay. Was Kellen will save all those. That was fun, guys. I, I enjoy everybody's sense of humor. Uh, Girls Hockey Fest returning to Rogers Place this Sunday, February eleventh. It's for uh, young women between the ages of 7 and 16 to learn from some of the top hockey players in Canada, including one of the greatest female players of all time, Cassie Campbell Pascal. Cassie, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I am excellent, Reed. How are you? 
I am doing very well. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. So thanks for making time for us. I, I, I threw this question out to the audience last night, and I got some real fun reactions from everything um, from a guy who said he set a record in his shop for how many transmissions he installed to a guy who claims he won 73 consecutive table hockey games against his friends. <laughs> so I'll ask you, uh, longest streak you've ever uh, been a part of. <laughs> You know, I, the first one that comes to mind for me was we we lost eight times in a row to the United States that 2002 Olympic year. And we actually ended up only winning, beating them one time, which was in the gold medal game. So um, it was a bad streak, but it ended up with a really good result. So um, but that's really the first one that comes to mind is the eight games we lost in a row to the U.S. that year. See, and that's an interesting one because uh, I, I only got a couple kind of negative sort of ones from from my audience last night. But see, that one stands out to you because it had a happy ending, which is pretty, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, which I'm lucky, right? Sometimes streaks don't usually end that way. But I, I did the Edmonton game in, in Vegas the other night for ESPN, and I got to tell you, Edmonton deserved a different fate. I thought they played really good and. Aiden Hill just kind of stole the show. Um, but, you know, this defending Stanley Cup champs, right? They're just not going to go away and a depleted lineup. But you can see, you know, why their champions last year still got a pretty good group. Do you understand when Ekholm said in some ways he's happy it's over because now he doesn't have to talk about it as, as, a, as someone who has that player's mentality still? Does that make sense to you? Well, I, I think from a certain degree it does because, you know, you're you're tired of the same questions over and over. But... At the same time, I think now it it allows you to focus back on your process. You know, I, I think for for the coach and Chris Knobloch, you know, the streak's over. We lost. I can get your attention again. You know, we got to fix a few things. And um, I think from a player's perspective, too, just, you know, move on to what the real focus is. And that's making the playoffs and hopefully winning the Stanley Cup. So um, it changes the narrative a little bit. Uh, I'm pretty sure all the players would have liked to to not only tie the streak, but also get it. There's no, I mean, you're a competitive person and, and a streak on the line, you want to get it. But I can understand now it's moved forward. Let's let's focus on the process and, and what's really, really important. Okay. Well, cool you got to be at that game. And uh, yeah, Oilers back at it tomorrow. Hey, um, I, I got to talk to you about here, uh, Girls Hockey Fest. So it's at Rogers Place. It's on Sunday. Give us the nuts and bolts of what's going to be going on. Yeah, you know, Reed, I, I pinch myself every day. This is the 18th year we've done Scotiabank Girls Hockey Fest, and we basically travel all over the country every year. And when we first started, it was about just trying to get girls into hockey and play, maybe for the first time, whether they played ringette or they'd never tried the game before. And now it's just evolved to, um, you know, we'll have over 300 kids Sunday down at Rogers Place. And we have a morning session, an afternoon session. There's an off-ice session. There's a classroom session. Um, and it's free. And it's something that Scotiabank has put on for years and years. And, you know, we used to struggle back in the day to get enough kids. And now, unfortunately, we have to turn kids away. And it's one of the most proudest programs uh, that I've done, you know, through all my sponsorship work, you know, that I feel like this one has had the most impact. And it's been incredible to how Scotiabank has supported women's hockey over the years, you know, through our leagues, you know, folding and all sorts of things. They've always uh, stuck with us through thick and thin. And, um, you know, this is one of my favorite programs and, and we're kicking it off in Edmonton and uh, just really looking forward to being there on Sunday. So, can you just tell me about the energy when you're when you're at a hockey fest like this and maybe the energy you get from interacting with the next generation of players? 
Yeah, you know, I think for the most part, you know, we have younger younger kids and and they may know me from TV, but they don't necessarily know me as a player and their parents might have to, you know, tell them who I am or they might have to go and Google, but um I think just the impact, you know, we've we've had current national team players with us at times and we've had PWHL players with us at times and um you know, the impact of watching the kids look up to those players who are currently currently playing, it's pretty special, but um, you know, I, I still, to this day, I have kids come up to me, young women come up to me and say, Oh, I, you know, I did that Scotiabank girls hockey fest, you know, 10 years ago, or, um, and I'm still playing. And, you know, that's, you know, that, that's what it was about early in particular was, you know, hoping that young girls would fall in love with the game and get an opportunity to try it and, and play it. And, and, you know, to be doing a program like this for 18 years, it, it's kind of unheard of in the corporate world. And, um, but it just kind of goes to show you the impact that it's really had and how important women's hockey is to the bank. And, um, and I think that, that it's just, it's so good. We can't, you know, we can't get rid of it. So I, you know, I'm just excited to still be part of it. I'm excited that we continue to bring in new ambassadors and new people to, to help run it and, and do it. And this year I'm going to be fortunate enough to do all, I think we have six across the country and I'm going to be able to do all six this year because of my schedule. And, uh, we'll be in Halifax and in Toronto and Winnipeg, and we're going to be all over the place, but we're kicking it off in Edmonton and, and um, I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. I, I love hearing you talk about it. it. It's such a, it's such a great event for sure. And, and you're also involved with the PWHL as a special advisor. Uh, I had Emirates Mashmeyer on my show two or three weeks ago. She's uh, in goal for Ottawa, obviously. And, and, you know, one of the things I talked about her too was sort of the, I guess, instability we'd seen in recent years in women's professional hockey, but it seems to me it's a bit of a different animal here with the PWHL. Yeah, it's special. And, you know, players like Mash, um, you know, who, who really put their career on hold at such a, you know, crucial time and a pinnacle time in their career to, to really help push and make this happen. It's been, you know, so fun for me to watch this current generation lead the game the way they have. And I'm so proud of them. And, um, you know, Mash is doing great in Ottawa playing super hockey and now she's with team Canada as, as they're part of the rivalry series. But, um, you know, I think we always dream that this was a possibility. I think everything's exceeded our expectations at this point. Um, but, you know, we want this to be sustainable. So we're not going to celebrate anything just yet. We want to make sure all the markets continue to grow and continue to get better from a business side. And, you know, the product is there. There's no question about it. We, we've got some great sponsorship and we're getting great TV coverage really for the first time ever in women's hockey. So, um, you know, things are going well and looking really well right now, but, there's a lot of people working behind the scenes and, and working together, Reed. I, I think that's a big thing in our game is we finally have everyone working together for one purpose, and that's to grow the game, uh, a true professional game. And uh, that's going to make a big difference. And, you know, I'm just excited to be a small part of it and just helping out wherever I'm needed and, um, you know, just continue to learn the business side of it and the hockey up side of it and, and, you know, just really enjoying working with my teammate, Jaina Hefford, who's been such a great leader through this and, and you know, just uh, fortunate to be part of it and, re and really grateful. Well, Cassie, I, I always love, well, I love having you on the show in general, but especially when you talk about women's hockey and girls hockey, because you've been a such, a, such a great leader and, and inspiration for, uh, for players that are in the PWHL and, and the players you're going to meet on the weekend here in Edmonton too. Hey, uh, what, what do you have? When's your next TV? What's your next TV game? You know, I, I think my next one's Detroit at Seattle. 
Um, and then I have Minnesota at LA. So, you know, it's been fun for me working down in the U S you know, the, you do teams that you don't normally do when you work up here. And so it's been a new adventure for me and refreshing. And at the same time, I'm, I'm home a lot more than what I was when I was doing both ESPN and sports then. And, and that's a huge priority for me. So, uh, but those are my next games coming up and, um, you know, looking forward to that. But I'll always be watching the Oilers, always be watching the Flames, of course, and all the Canadian teams up here. So really hoping that a bunch of them can do some damage in the playoffs. Cassie, thank you so much for making time for Inside Sports. Hope to see you soon. All right. Take care, Reed. 